K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on Welcome to Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. Uh, the other half of your host is my world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, nine out of ten dentists. They get it. That tenth dentist, well, that nigga probably from Florida. You know how Florida do. Mr. Be Honest, what's up, B? What's going on, people? What's going on, Kunta? Hey, man, we missed a week, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah, man, you, you pulled it out. You survived. You were at death's door uh, because you didn't get a flu shot, or at least that's the story you're putting out there right. in the public. That's true. Uh, you know, there's like a whole like super sickness thing going on. People like get sick and they get a little bit better and they get sick again and they get a little bit better. It's like fluctuates. That was me. Is, is, I've been sick for seven yeah, weeks. Yeah, man. My wife's been sick for about the same amount of time and my colleagues and coworkers are too. It's pretty weird. But I'm pretty sure, my, like you, my wife had that Popeye's chicken sandwich. You know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I had that so long ago. Again, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. You know, I just noticed patterns. That's all, B. Just noticed patterns. So you, are, you have not had the, the, the sandwich? No, I have not had the sandwich. I'm not going to have the sandwich. And B, you know, when I'm in, in the post-apocalyptic chaos that ensues once you're activated with the carrier gene you've been given, you know, if I see you out there, you know, with your mouth, you know, open and, and you know, out of your mind, I, you know, although we're really good friends, I, I think you'd want me to put you down and I will. Unless, of course, you let me keep you as a pet. To I'm be, willing to do that too. No, that's messed up. But to be fair, I had it long before the, uh, the frenzy. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, um, you know, I care about you enough that I could pull the trigger, but I could also keep you around. So just keep that in mind. Nah, man, uh, don't me keep me on the chain, man. Go ahead and get rid of me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm good. But is it really for you? Is it for the for the the people like myself who didn't have the sandwich who just you know want it's for the good times? Well, what would you have yep. me do if I were your zombie slave? Yeah, you just chill out. You know, make <laughs> no, sure you stay fed. No, man. I'm just chill out. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, I just come to you, you know, and, and talk about we just, we do a podcast. That's what we do. No, I'm good, man. Let's see. I don't know if you could talk, but we do the po- we do a podcast. <laughs> That's not cool, man. I imagine it would be pretty I mean, I, I don't say a lot of smart stuff as is. So imagine how much worse it would get if I were a zombie. Nah. Well, I think it'd be okay. I mean, I think, you know, you always do what you were doing before you became a zombie. So I'm pretty sure the sarcasm <laughs> will still be there. Right. Yep. So, uh, so we got a lot of news to talk about. Be honest. Uh, that we do. And I can't think of anything more important than to talk about than the music video that will soon have the streets in an uproar. Oh God! We're talking about the visual accoutrement which accompanies. That banger, whole lot of money. Whole lot of money, man. Did you, did you hear that? Those trap beats? Did you hear that? What? Who is that? What album is that? Whole lot of money. I mean, B. I mean, fuck. No questions. One, two, and three. What's the question? You got any money? What's the answer? Whole lot of money. Oh God. 
man, something that hot, that current, that sane could only come from one Mr. Antonio Brown. That's that's A B? That's A B, man. Oh my goodness. Mr. Revenue Streams. B, I saw some behind the stage footage as footage as he's preparing to to shoot this video for this song. Man, I gotta tell you, it's lit. It is. He's got like a Lamborghini in there. Ooh, God. You know, he's got, you know, he's got he looks like he looks kind of like Cisco. I think I think they're about the same size. He looks kind of like Cisco. He's got like a like a leather motorcycle suit on, but no shirt and no motorcycle. <laughs> but you imagine there must be one there. So why else would you have on a motorcycle suit? <laughs> but I, what the hell? But I digress, man. I haven't seen the whole video. So he looks like Maybe a that was right before or after. He looks like a village person. The motorcycle scene. I just don't want to show that. Must you know? It's probably got like a Ducati or something. It's a Ducati. <laughs> and you know, AB is booming. Did you know that? Did you know he's booming? Booming in which way? All the ways. Fuck an NFL. You know, guess what his punk ass agent Drew Rosenhaus did the other day. You know, who Drew Rosenhaus is. I heard the name. He's like the agent to like. He was like Ocho Cinco's agent. Ah, uh, remember Chad Ocho Cinco? Yep. He he headbutted Evelyn Lozada and lost his money. Allegedly. But then he found some money. Now he wants to be a a, a place kicker in the XFL. Yeah, uh, Ocho Cinco. All of that is facts. Anyway, and he was also Adam Pacman Jones's agent. Uh, remember Pacman Jones? I do. It's like every other weekend he would just you know get arrested over some bullshit. You know, right. People be hating. Right. Was it the gold fronts? Was it the braids? Was it a shiny chain? I don't know. I used to be hating on Pac-Man. Right. And then before that, he was the agent of one Terrell Owens, a.k.a. T.O., a.k.a. Old Shine. Does he have any regular artists? I mean, um, uh, um, athletes? Well, that is not a Freudian slip because all three of those individuals I told you before, A.B., are actually artists on the field. You see what I did there? I did. Uh, yeah, he's he normally has people from Miami, which AB is from Miami. Uh, I didn't know that. I digress. So punk ass Drew Rosenhaus said, hey, on social media, I'm no longer representing Antonio Brown until Antonio Brown uh, gets appropriate help. You know what I think about that, be honest? Uh, sounds sensible. I don't know what the fuck they told Drew Rosenhaus, but they done told him wrong. B. What's the name of the song? <sighs> Whole lot of money. Yeah. We eating out here in these streets. A.B. eating? I'm eating. Fuck this NFL. You got to think bigger, B. Right. Like this fight. You know A.B.'s going to be boxing somebody? Oh, goodness. Yeah, he's, he's A.B. Is, is going to be fighting the YouTube sensation. I think it's Logan Paul. <sighs> Who? Exactly. Is he a fighter? Um... Kind of. This is all bad. I mean, when I mean, you say is he a fighter, you mean does he box regularly? Is that would, what you're saying? Would anyone know him as a, a person who fights? In addition to being a YouTuber? <laughs> that answer would be yes. <laughs> wow. Is he like, you know, he ain't fight he ain't fight Mayweather nobody, but does, does he has he been in rings? Right. With the boxing gloves? Yeah. And crowds and cameras. 
But B, come on. But it. he's trying to test A, a B, man. A B. I'm, I'm here Elite for it. Elite athlete. I'm here for it. Always balling. Business booming. Top 10, top, top one-tenth, top 1% one of human beings on planet Earth, man. I'm the best receiver not in the league. I'm here for what? it. What? I'm here for it. The best receiver not in the league. And I know what Logan Paul thinking. A.B. ain't got hands. I mean, damn, B. This whole career is about what? Having hands. Different kind of hands. You can't, you can't catch football if you don't have hands. Different kind of hands, though. You can't catch a football if you don't have hands. But those those hands that catch footballs are delicate sometimes. They can break. B, on. are hands involved, yes or no? Yes. All right. And AB has exceptional hands. So we're going to see, man. I don't know what's going to pop off. I know AB's training, uh, Logan Paul's training, Drew Rosenhaus. If you're listening to Black on Both Sides, you got to stop stinking, thinking so damn small, man. Revenue streams. I was talking to my good buddy Grant Cardone the other day. B, you know how many revenue streams, meaning separate ways of earning money, most millionaires have? Do you know that? Uh, 20. Good guess. But uh, some do, but it's at least seven. At least seven income streams. Hmm. And be honest, I just want to put this out in the universe for you because I know you've been putting this in a Slack room and you've been dropping some tips and hints on the mothership. The No Nonsense Show. If you're not listening to The No Nonsense Show, then you're not living right. And if you're not a premium subscriber of Rare Science, then I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven, but it's definitely going to come up. Man, don't, it, before that happens, go to glow.fm slash rare and go ahead and sign up for that premium. Again, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what you believe in, you know, I, but if you have a concept of an afterlife... Uh-huh. Then you know this is this is kind of a karma thing. If if it matters what you're doing and what you're not doing, what you're doing with your one grain of spiritual soul soil, if it's just you know not leaving a penny and taking pennies, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. So so tell me what we're saying about about Grant Cardone and the, the flagship show. Oh yeah. So you uh you've you've gone out on a limb and said that you and your lovely wife are saving money to become millionaires. Yes. Is that is that kind of accurate? That's very accurate. Well, Grant Cardone says, well, uh, you're fucked. You uh, can't you- become a millionaire by saving. You can't save your way to being a millionaire. That is not how that works. Oh, no, no. Money okay. must stay in circulation. You can only become a millionaire by putting more money in circulation, acquiring a different cash flows. Well, I guess I didn't listen to what you were saying. No, me and my wife are not saving to make a million dollars. I don't really believe in saving money. So... I, I, I'm, you're right and you're wrong. We're going to become millionaires, but not because of saving. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, so, so now you're the third person to confirm that, uh, that I will actually give some credence to their opinion about financial things and businesses and whatnot. But I digress. Me and you are trying to get where AB already is. You're right. What's that we're trying to get? Whole lot of money. Whole lot of money. That's it, man. You know what? That's going to be I know we didn't do uh, New Year's resolutions because you don't believe in that shit. But I'm going to put that on my vision board, B. What? To be like AB? Yeah, I'm going to put a whole lot of money. You know, I'm going to go when I go to my office Tuesday, even though the office is open tomorrow, even though it's MLK Day, but I'm not. Because fuck them. That's why. You don't get that PTO, B? I got it, but I'm not taking it on that. From Martin Luther King. Sorry, Martin. You're not sorry. Anyway, 
when I get when I get back in the office on t- on Tuesday, I'm gonna write on my whiteboard. You wanna know what's on my whiteboard? On the one side, I got shit I gotta do. Yep. Then in the middle, I've got a zero and a percentage side, a percentage sign, and a line through the zero and the percentage side. You wanna know why, B? Why is that? There can be no zero percent days. There cannot be a single day when King Kunta does not do something to solely advance King Kunta, be it his mental well-being, his physical well-being, or working on those revenue streams. Gotcha. That makes sense. So that's just a little something I'm throwing out there. Then I got this whole other thing, B. You know, for all these entrepreneurs out there who may be listening to the sound of my voice. Um, someone may incorrectly refer to you as listeners. I know how jarring that is. We're not going to do that. I think it sounds uh, but perfect. People out, <laughs> for people out there who are trying to get their paper, Grant Cardone says something that I actually really like. It's the first question you should ask every morning when you get up. B, what do you think that question you should ask? When you, when you roll out of bed, you wipe the sleepies out your eye, what's the first thing you should, you should be thinking? What's the first question you should ask? What can I do right now to be better? You know what, B? That's a damn good question. It's a great question. Um, I encourage people to consider that question. But in an A-B world where he's got a whole lot of money and he wants some, the question we need to be asking is, who's got my money? That's a good question. Yeah, so I got, w- I got WGMM on my whiteboard at work. Who's got my money? I just, I'm just waiting for my boss to ask me what any of this shit means. Right. And I don't know what I'm going to tell her, but it's going to be great. It's going to make it up on the spot. You know what's funny though, Kunta? The, the crazy thing about this, and I say crazy on purpose, the crazy thing about this is that AB is so far ahead of so many of us. Even though he's crazy, even though he's batshit crazy, and he'll probably never play a successful down in the NFL ever again, he is so much further than the rest of us that it, that if, if he would just figure out a way to pull it together for real, he'd have amazing results. Well, B, I mean, you're half right. I mean, I like the way that that was going, but pull it together for real. I mean, fuck B. Before this happened, he was just a ball player. Right. How many revenue streams does that be? It's just one. one. It's just one. Now he's boxing, rapping. How do we know he won't be acting in one of the newest Tyler Perry movies? I don't know, but he's probably working on that shit too, man. He's becoming a media sensation. Mm. Whole lot of money. Whole lot of money. Is he good at any of that stuff though? We'll see, I, I guess. I wonder how long it took him to write that. I don't even want to hear the song. That's how, that's how little I want to hear him rap. You know what? AB's got to work people like you. Haters. Anyway, so let's keep it moving. AB, man, always, always balling. Business is booming. I cannot wait to download that entire track off of YouTube. Though he recently said he has a Vivo account. So, he, man, won't he do it? Things are happening. He's got a Vivo account, B. Oh, okay. It's going. Do you have a Vivo account? Well, you probably do. But most people don't. Anyway, so I I have another important question for you, B. All right. You like fried chicken, don't you? I love fried chicken, especially from Popeyes. Of course you do. You're half black, right? Especially from Popeyes. Um, Yeah. So chicken wings Mm. or chicken tenders? Are we talking about real real wings or like the drumette, like the small things? You do that however you want. One got bones. If we're talking about like if we're talking about like buffalo size, 
buffalo wings, chicken wings, than those over tenders. But if we're talking about like the big country whole wing, then tenders. I'm going to have to take tenders every time, man. Really? Every time. Tenders every time. Have you ever got those tenders that they don't really put? It's not breast meat. It's like thigh meat or some rib meat. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. See, that, I, I get my tenders from either Raising Cane's or Chick-fil-A. So we're talking about chicken breast tenders. Yes. Okay, yeah, I agree. The chicken te- chicken breast tenders are pretty much always a go, no matter where you go. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I, I love me some chicken wings because I'm black. But, and I don't care if they're flats or drummies because that's stupid. Flats or drummies is like a cousin of the uh, sweet grits or savory grits. It's just stupid. The answer to both is yes. Yes. There's a time and a place for both. With regards to flats and drummies, that time and place is whenever the fuck they have wings. You eat the ones they have. Right. I mean, people are crazy, man. You know, I was a... I have a little kid at home. I have small kids at home. And from time to time, I may find myself at a McDonald's because, you know, Ronald McDonald's been slinging that crack since before me and you were born. And he knows how to get kids with those Happy Meals. And who am I to deny my kids a Happy Meal? Doesn't that seem a bit hypocritical? I like I think so. I like McDonald's. I don't know why everybody's tripping. I love McDonald's. Good for you. So one day I was, recently, uh, I was in McDonald's. I'd gone in to get the Happy Meal. And this woman, white woman, almost had a physical altercation because she felt that she was shorted one cheeseburger. Like, she went to three managers. They were, they had security in. It was the most crazy meth Florida shit I've ever seen in Southern California. I almost started filming, but I didn't. Over a cheeseburger, man. Did she get it? Oh, they just gave they just gave them to her so she'd get out. Yeah. So a cheeseburger goes to like a dollar twenty nine, maybe a dollar fifty. Yeah, but if you tax. spend fifteen dollars, you don't want to have to spend a dollar twenty nine more. Get my but goddamn cheeseburger. Stop playing. It games. was disputed, B. <laughs> the woman that took her order was disputing it relatively strongly. So then like she's the was going to go. So she's the one who has the problem, honestly, is that lady, the McDonald's woman. Yeah, like, like, like the, the woman that took the order, who's not the manager, right. but she was manager adjacent. Right. She was about, fuck it. She, like, she, like went, she was like about to take the earrings off. Oh, wow. She's like, oh, you calling me a liar? So I took your order. I took your order. And from a little bit, I could hear, it sounded like she was trying to finesse them out of an extra cheeseburger. So she was trying to it get It sounded like she didn't get the amount of cheeseburger she asked for, but she was trying to finesse an additional cheeseburger. So what's the protocol on that then in your mind? Do you have to, is it okay to jump across that counter or no, never should you ever jump across a McDonald's or any other fast food counter? We're going to follow up on what you said recently on the mothership with regards to black owned business versus other businesses. Remember about a week or so ago, you talked about how you've gone to some businesses that are more mainstream. You know, if they mess something up, they go out of their way to try to fix it. Right. Go above and beyond. Not give you what you asked for, but give you more. Just to, just to, you know, so that you will consider perusing their business at some point in the future. Right. And then there are others that are like, yeah, well, you know, here's what it is. And I think the topic attributed that to certain black-owned businesses 
and Atlanta. I'm going to leave it like that. Um, well, McDonald's is different. I mean, you could stop eating at McDonald's. It's like saying, hey, man, fuck an iPhone. I'm not getting an iPhone. I was like, okay. Right. One monkey don't stop no show. I'm like, all right. So, but all that being said, because she made such a huge stink about the situation, and it did look like there was going to come to a physical altercation, and security didn't want any of the smoke because it's McDonald's. It's not even a big McDonald's, and you know he got he was you know he's probably working on you know school and whatnot, and he's just yeah he didn't even have a gun, so I was like whatever. Um, they gave this bitch three extra cheeseburgers and she, to get her out of there. Three. Oh they wow! Gave, they gave her a bag of three cheeseburgers. Hey, here you go. Sorry. All right. I was surprised because because the woman was like the the, the McDonald's worker really 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 strongly disagreed with her assertion about the order in the first instance. Right. But someone from the back went and got three cheeseburgers. She only asked for two, one additional, and gave it to her to get up out of there. She got up out of there on to go smoke her mouth. So I guess you could say in the end it all worked out, but... I mean, that no, girl's probably that stolen... Bizarre. That girl's probably stolen more than a dollar worth of cheeseburger since she's been working there, so... Eh. I don't know. Some people really get in their sh- into their shit. You'd be surprised. Some people really get into their shit. Have you ever worked fast food? No. I haven't had the uh, what? I haven't had the opportunity to work fast food. I have worked uh, at a Foot Locker, though. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You've never worked any fast food ever at any restaurant in any city ever? Why? Is this surprising? No. Have you? Yes, many times. Why? Could, why have I? Why didn't you do something else? <laughs> Money. Just, you know? I, I wanted money too so I worked at Foot Locker Wow Worked at a department store Okay <laughs> Okay You know what be Just as yet another this reminder white Unlike you I ain't no zone six nigga. This is your white privilege Coming out man I guess so man No man I, What? You know, now my wife worked at McDonald's I've worked at McDonald's twice Two different ones And you ain't You was Calvin? That's what you're telling me? Yes Yes <laughs> Who's that? Oh that's Calvin Calvin worked at McDonald's Shit Calvin became a manager Shit After that Calvin Calvin has about Probably 15, 20 His own franchises by now Wow Yeah so <laughs> Anywho No man I don't feel like I missed out Fuck all that I worked at a department store right. And I worked at Foot Locker And I'm cool with that Okay Foot Locker was the spot I was up in the mall in the Austin area in the Highland Mall. So you never hooked all. any homeboys up? Yeah, I was at the spot all up in the mall. <laughs> but anyway, man, so um, <laughs> two more questions. One, so I had this debate with my wife. And so we have this friend who is going through some things, recently got out of a relationship. Uh, and they are all over social media, mostly inappropriately attired, not wearing enough clothes. And they got kids, and they're in their mid to late 30s. And so my wife and I got in debate over this. Is it thirsty or a thirst trap? So if you're all out on the social media streets as a woman, half naked, showing them what you got, are you being thirsty 
or are you setting thirst traps? B, what do you think? Thirst trap. That's what I said. Thirst traps. Thirsty is when you're going after someone trying to get them. So exactly. Yeah, thirst trap is when you're trying to get you're trying to get comers. So she's looking. Exactly. For, she's looking for all comers. That's a thirst trap. She's looking for thirsty niggas. That's what she's looking for. Exactly. Now, is she also thirsty? Perhaps, but it's not the same thing. Well, she will be. Let's say somebody were to to bite, and then she pursued them heavily by giving them many compliments and whatever. Then she's thirsty. Right. But in the first instance, no. No, dear. These are thirst traps. Right. Exactly. Thirst traps. Yeah. So, I knew I was right. Just wanted to get your take on it. Um, in any event, you know, my, my wife's confused about that. And then we got into the thought conversation, which I believe our mutual friend is now tending strongly toward thought-like behavior. Uh, but in any event, everybody, everybody's trying to be happy, man. Everybody's trying to get a piece of the pie. Get your fuck on, girl. Get your fuck on. Do it. Do it. Just don't bring the bar on your kids. It's fucked up. In any event, so uh, uh, changing topics. So I was recently talking to uh, my mama, who's a pastor. For those out there who don't know, Miss King Kunta's mother is a pastor. Just, you know, similar to how King Kunta is a member of the cloth. Isn't that right, be honest? That's right. You know, Universal Church of Life. I do weddings, bar mitzvahs, and funerals. I'm thinking about having you remarry me and my wife. You know what? Hey, done deal in the ATL, shorty. Uh, and we'll talk about donations later. Uh, but in any event, so I was talking to my mom, who was like an evangelical pastor of a church uh, in, a, in, in like the Bible Belt. Um, so we were just talking, chatted up. And she tells me, that she doesn't really believe in the Ten Commandments. Ooh. You know why she doesn't believe in the Ten Commandments, B? Why she tells her parishioners not to believe in the Ten Commandments? Because none of it exists for real. It's all made up? Uh, no. Uh, oh. This is in the Old Testament. Oh. oh, that's made up too, though, but oh. But it's, well, getting past that. It's in the Old Testament. Okay. And since Jesus came, we're under the new law. That's a great point, though, Miss Kunta. Mama Kunta, that's uh, actually a great fucking point. But then she further explained that if you're living right, if you're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and baptized, then the Ten Commandments are something you naturally do. You don't need to look at the Ten Commandments. It's written on your heart. Ooh, another great point, Mama Kunta. That is, she's, she's two for two, man. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really a religious person, but she's- That's bullshit, man. You can't be- t- The Ten Commandments are literally the foundation of civilization, of, of modern civilization. No, get out of here. Are you serious? The Ten Commandments are actually a shortened version of the, the ancient Egyptian 42 laws of Mott. Before that was Hammurabi's Code. Uh, so, you know, this is having a it, rule it, of law. It all started with the golden rule, though, right? That's all this is from. Do unto others. Come on. Which was sure. before, which was predated both, all that. So. I have never looked into the golden rule. I just know the Ten Commandments are the uh, notes of the 42 laws of Mott. And the 42 laws of Mott are preceded by Hammurabi's Code. And but you're saying, in any event. You're saying Mama Kunta is not right, though? Seeing that sometimes Mama Kunta likes to say she's not a biblical fundamentalist when in fact she's a goddamn biblical fundamentalist. Hard to argue with those people. I don't know so if I you don't. can be a biblical fundamentalist if you're saying that the, the Ten Commandments 
aren't necessary because they should already be on well, the Well, it's honor. a misreading of, 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 of certain passages of the New Testament. And it's also not accepting the fact that the historical Jesus as set forth in that biblical, in those biblical, no, in that holy book, indicate he's a person that was well knowledgeable of all of the holy books at the time. So I don't think he would say that. Okay. But who knows? I didn't know him. That's what's so wonderful about religion is it's all up to interpretation anyway. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But in any event, so that was a, it's like, wow, do you say that on Sunday? Maybe. Who knows? I like her logic. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, <laughs> logic really has little to do with it. It's in, radical, in the, though. In the parlance of religion, logic really has nothing to do with it. It gets people going. It does. It does. Speaking of getting people going. Welp. Be honest, as you and I sit here and record, it is a Sunday in approximately 48 hours. Day one of the trial of Donald John Trump will commence. Are you excited? I'm, I'm indifferent. You're indifferent? Yeah. Why are you indifferent? It's because you think Pelosi's, Speaker of the House, uh, Pelosi's sat on the articles too long? Um, no, I, I think she, I think honestly that was, that was smart this time. I think she did something because it, 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 it changed the, um, it changed the entire dynamic. It changed the momentum. Yeah, it definitely did. It you want to know what we've learned since they had that impeachment vote? Lots. Lots. Like Lots. what? Uh, well, we've learned. The, the uh, Ivanovich thing where they're like trailing him or whatever. Like there's a lot. There's actually a lot that's come out since she held those, those articles. Don't do this. It's not smooth in the news. Anyway, <laughs> listeners, I hate using that word, but I'm talking to you guys. Rare Sonnets is a family and a network. You guys really need to understand what I'm talking about when I just said, be honest, don't be smooth in the news. Jay Smooth has news, and sometimes his news needs help from people like Be Honest. So, unlike Jay Smooth, who says things for a comedic effect, this is not Bob. So we actually do have bullet points of what we learned and since he's been out. And one of those things that we learned is that uh, there was information that was released, emails via Freedom of Information Act uh, request. Do you know what that is? Do I know the Freedom of Information Act? Yeah, what that, what, what I, they call it a FOIA. FOIA for short, what a FOIA request is. I don't know what the request is, but I know what Freedom of Information Act is. Yeah, so you make your request under the Freedom of Information Act then literally, unless something's like super top secret, it has to be released if it can be found. Right. You get all kinds of shit that way. It normally takes a long time. But there are emails that revealed that 90 minutes after the July 25th call where President Trump says, but first do us a favor though, that <laughs> there was a, that, that, that there were efforts made to freeze the aid and on top of that, to make sure that it was lawful for them to freeze the aid, the aid being the almost $100 million in defense aid to the Ukraine. Okay. Unredacted versions of those emails later showed <laughs> that the White House budget officials who had to tell the Pentagon that the aid wasn't coming because this, this is aid for defense, the emails that are unredacted say that they, the White House budget officials told the Pentagon, you can't release the security aid. It ain't coming because President Trump said it's not coming. So that's, those two things happened. 
Then we've got the former uh, NSA uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton, who after Trump was impeached in the House, finally said, "Hey, you know, if I get subpoenaed in the Senate, I'll come testify." That's important because John Bolton was in most of the meetings between Donald Trump and uh, a lot of the uh, Nick Mulvaney, uh, Mike Pompeo, um, Attorney General Barr, and the people who are all allegedly part of this scheme to use, uh, to hold up military aid and to hold up a meeting with President Trump from the newly elected Ukrainian president to have a an investigation against the Bidens announced, not completed, but announced. And John Bolton is attributed by his second in command as saying that he called it a drug deal, that he was not going to be part of a drug deal. That was And after he said that, he then immediately instructed this person who did testify, don't remember her name, uh, she testified in the Congress to go talk to the lawyers, inform the lawyers of what has happened. You know what's interesting about John Bolton now agreeing to talk, B? What? Did you know he has a book deal? Doesn't surprise me. I wonder what he's going to say in that book. Well, I tell you what, I think that he probably won't give everything away in this testimony if he has a book coming also. You know, that's what I thought, but do you know why that that's likely not the case? Why? Because, you know, if you work in the White House and then you want to talk about things that happen in the White House, books got to be cleared by sure. the White House. Unless, Meaning, it's, unless it's already public record then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There he goes. Unless it's already public record. What's public record? Unsealed testimony. Yeah. So he's setting, up, he's setting up his book by, he's going to lay it all out, maybe. Oh, well, he only has to lay out certain categories. So the, if, if you lay out one category, then presumably the, all the information contained in the category is out. So it's a privilege argument. So the White House wants to, inf- wants to say everything that anyone ever talked to. Right. Uh, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's immediate aides about is all under the executive branch and is all privileged. Everything. All of it. But privilege only works unless the category itself is outed. So if Bolton says enough about certain categories, then everything is out. Yeah. Privilege waived. There's also an argument, a very good one, that when the president's being impeached, he doesn't get to claim privilege in the information that's relevant to the conduct of which he's being impeached about. Explain that. Okay, so... um, Let's say that you were suing somebody. Uh, let's go trade secret. And let's say you saying that they somehow infringed on your trade secret. They tried to steal it. And, uh, and that you got into discovery, which is the exchange of information. Mm-hmm. And you knew or you felt that they had discussed taking your, your, your secrets with certain people. And they're going to say, no, 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 we talked, that was between me and my lawyers, or even if we did, that's confidential. And we're not going to waive that privilege, it's confidential. Or we talked to our lawyers, it's confidential, and because we talked with our lawyers about it, we, we do not have to tell you. It's privileged and confidential and protected under the law. Well, if you're committing a crime or a fraud, none of the information is ever privileged. Hmm. 
It's called the crime fraud exception. Okay. Anything you do in the furtherance or commission of a crime or fraud cannot be subject to uh, protection under uh, privacy or privilege. Okay. So if, if, the, if Trump is in trouble for what happened on this Ukraine call and for what happened with his dealings with Ukraine, then nothing involving his conversations with Ukraine in this about the time, period of time that's relevant can be privileged because he's being impeached on that. But there, there's a gray area here, though, right? Because impeachment is not necessarily a crime. It's not, it's, there was no criminal court that, that deemed it criminal. Or am I wrong? No, you're 100%. Well, okay, let me, I actually have to unpack that. So, yes, this is not a criminal case or even a civil case, meaning the regular rules of evidence and privilege and waiver, et cetera, don't fully apply. But it's like quasi-civil or criminal, meaning kind of right. like criminal or civil. And the only framework we have are the criminal and civil basics that we that that go on through this country and have been for the last, you know, two, three hundred years or so. So right. it's not quite, but this is the only thing similar that we have. So although the rules don't fully apply, if there were rules, we think they would be like these rules. Okay. Because this doesn't happen very often. Right. Everybody, and as everybody far keeps as saying that. impeachment requiring a crime, that is the debate that's going to be made starting Tuesday. Most constitutional uh, scholars believe that the phrase treason or other high crimes and misdemeanors in and of itself, although it sounds like it requires the breaking of a law, actually does not. Now, it's not written that way, but all of the historical notes we have of the people that wrote the thing, uh, Federalist Papers and those things like that, John Adams, et cetera, Ben Franklin, all these people that are involved with writing the, you know, the, the constitutional foundation of this shit, we know that in their other writings that the language they used was supposed to be interpreted more broadly because they had certain understandings of things. Uh, and they had other people that were being impeached for other things at that time. So the phrase high crimes uh, or treason, high crimes or other misdemeanors doesn't mean exactly what it says on the page is an understanding about things that that could mean. And in the Nixon administration, you know, there's a very famous comment that was made is that impeachment, an impeachable offense, what we're getting at is an impeachable offense. What is the thing you did that justifies you being impeached, meaning charges brought against you to be delivered to the Senate for you to be tried in a quasi-court situation with the outcome either being your full acquittal or you being removed as president of the United States, which has never happened? What is the impeachable offense? And the famous phrase that came out of the Nixon uh, articles of impeachment investigation was, impeachment is whatever Congress says it is. Hmm. But what does that really mean? So usually it means you've done something that somehow misled the American people. You've somehow disregarded, disrespected, or done, or done something terrible to the Constitution and or you've done something that affects national security 
And the fourth is, or an actual crime. So what was Bill Clinton impeached on? The blowjob, right? Well, it was not the blowjob. It was lying about it. The lying it. Of the blow, about the blowjob, yes. The lying about it in a grand jury-like proceeding. So he's a, he was impeached for telling a lie about a situation. But he was not, he was not, uh, he was acquitted and he was not removed in the, in the trial in the Senate. Right. And Richard Milhouse Nixon, had he gone to a trial, he remember he resigned before right. and went to a trial, uh, he would have been charged for breaking numerous laws, domestic laws, and literally breaking into the Democratic National Convention offices and bugging it and trying to steal information. So those are easy crimes. We know a crime of you broke into somebody into something here in the United States. You can't break into things. Right. You have, we also know, okay, if you're if you're sworn under penalty of perjury to tell the truth and we catch you in a lie, then you've you've committed perjury. So Bill Clinton's was perjury. You've perjured yourself. You were you swore an oath to say the truth about the thing you were asked and you lied about it and we caught it. Right. All those things are small potatoes compared to what we're what the facts that we know as of today seem to indicate Donald Trump did. Like all those, those, those two things we just said in the modern era, you breaking into a domestic place to try to get information on a political rival or, Hey, you know, and, and, and also bugging and trying to get their, their, you know, their phone information, bugging them, trying to get information that way or lying about a blowjob under oath. That's not really what the framers of the Constitution were concerned about. You know, we talked about this B a while ago about, you know, America was a young country. Um, other countries were more established, had more money, had more influence, were more powerful, had bigger military. So they were really concerned about other people getting in and fucking up the thing they just won, right. which is the 13 colonies. Right. They were really concerned about foreign interference into American activity, particularly the right to vote and maintain the American form of self-governance, which was unique at the time. Uh, well, it, international banking was still very much a part of our country, so they were concerned on, to some extent, but they didn't fuck the money still got through. So I agree with you up to everything except world bankers who still ran everything. Okay, that's not, that hasn't never stopped anybody, one. But two, we're talking about sovereignty and self-governance. Okay, fair enough. So that's, that's a primary concern. You know, oftentimes shit happens and we have to apply the Constitution to it. And, oh, the Constitution says you can do this and not do that. Okay, sometimes shit happens and has nothing to do. For example, slavery. The Constitution have shit in there about slavery had to be an amendment. An amendment had to be made. Right. Voting rights. Constitution said nothing about voting rights for people of color, specifically black people. Right. Fuck. The framers all had slaves. Right. Was not a, a constant, you know, there couldn't get a full out amendment saying everybody's got a right to vote or all black people have a right to vote or all, it had to be interpreted a certain way and that interpretation was read to be, you know, contained within a holistic approach to what the Bill of Rights said and what the, the, what the actual uh, constitution uh, that we have combined. What, what did it really mean? What is the upshot? 
This ain't that, B. This is not that. This is not that. I bet you could ask the framers of the Constitution, hey, man, so what if a president uh, was running for re-election and thought that this one competitor was going to be his rival and went and asked another country to tell him bad things about that rival or at the very least start telling other people bad things about that rival. Would that be okay? Probably no, B. Right. Probably no. So what else did we learn? Uh, so a lot of things have trickled out. The other thing we've learned is that uh, Rudolph Giuliani's cronies, uh, Igor and Lev Parnas, Igor is not talking. He's from the Ukraine. Lev Parnas ain't from the Ukraine, and he don't. And he's talking. Lev Parnas gave an interview with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, and he gave another interview with Anderson Cooper on CNN. I, can't I guess Fox didn't want to fuck with him. I so. can't listen to Rachel Maddow. Can you? Um. Yes, but MSNBC is kind of like liberal Fox, so it's like you can't really. You know, they're they're only gonna they're, they're gonna cater to if you have very far left leanings and make no mistake about it, King Kunta does have left leanings. They're gonna cater to your leftest of leanings. Well, no, no, just as like Fox is gonna cater to the rightest of leanings. Specifically, CNN is not in the middle, but they're at least not. You're not. They're not. <laughs> like you need another source when you listen to MSNBC. You gotta get another source, right? <laughs> Whereas if you listen to far right media, I don't even know which other source is. Drudge Report, don't know. Um, uh, but in any event, so he got interviewed by both Rachel Maddow and, and both Anderson Cooper. And Lev Parnas testified, not testified, he needs to testify, he needs to be deposed under oath. Lev Parnas was currently under indictment by the Southern District of New York for, I believe it's campaign fraud, something like that. It's, 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 it's funneling foreign money into a United States election. That's the charge and how they're holding him, though. That's probably doesn't get to what he was actually doing. Right. But he testified. Oh, testify again. He gave an interview where he stated that he took all instructions from Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump, and that everything he was doing was because they instructed him to. More importantly, he's not from the Ukraine, so anytime he was having a meeting in the Ukraine, and anyone that was a head of state or part of the head of state in Ukraine would talk to him conducting he gave a, a very interesting statement. Why would anybody talk to me unless they were told to? And so he talked about his multiple meetings with Donald Trump at various events. And, you know, he talked about, you know, how he saw him at every, at, at, at news, at, at, you know, campaign rallies, uh, donor meeting, donor, uh, Donor meetings. He said he's had dinner with with Donald Trump and Donald Trump's family. Dinner with Donald and Donald Jr. Intimate settings, having dinner, and uh, and so he's you know everyone knew what was going on. Not just Donald Trump, not just Rudy Giuliani, but Pompeo, Barr. I think he also named uh, Secretary of Energy, uh, former Texas Governor. Ah, what's his name? Niggerhead Ranch. What's his name? <laughs> nope. Can't think of it. Sorry, no. Uh, huh? I said I have nothing. Sorry. Jeez. Anyway, so the, the Secretary of Energy, Rick Perry. Rick Perry. Uh, 
They all knew. They all knew. This was not secret. Everybody knew. Mike Pence knew. We're all on the same team. We're all doing things the way we're doing them. Donald Trump didn't have to tell me exactly what to do because we all knew. We, everybody, we were all in on it. I would not have done anything without Donald Trump's approval or Rudy's approval. That's thin, Kunta. That's real thin. Yeah, it would be if he didn't have text messages and emails. Anyway, I'll get to that later. I don't even know why I said that right now. I'll get to that later. But um, so what does Donald Trump say when it, when it comes out that this indicted person left Parnas is saying that he has all these meetings and, with Donald Trump? What do you think Donald Trump said? I don't know that guy very much. I don't, well. I, I don't know him. Take lots of pictures of people. Don't right. know him. Never heard of him. Don't right. know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Don't know. Don't know him. Makes sense. And then Lev Parnas's attorney sent out, leaked or sent out, posted, posted the right word, posted a picture of two place settings for intimate donor din- dinner. On the one side... It said Parnas. On the other side, said Trump. Ah, Photoshop. Photoshop, sure. And so he's dumped hundreds of emails and text messages, mostly text messages, that are currently being combed through by uh, the House of Representatives, and they could lead to additional articles of impeachment. In other words, by the way, Liv Parnas is sketchy as fuck. Let's make no mistake about it. As my, as my grandmother would say, his mouth didn't become no prayer book overnight. He's sketchy as fuck. But the thing about it is, when you go after like crime bosses and people doing high-level sketchy shit, if you didn't have the low-level sketchy people <laughs> turning on them, then you would never convict anybody. Right, that's true. Right? That's true. So, at the very least, Lev Parnas needs to be brought in for a deposition. Hopefully, the Senate will do it. If they won't do it, it needs to be subpoenaed by the House. I have a question. Shoot. How do you add articles of impeachment without going back to the impeachment process? You can't. So, they'd have to, they'd have to reconvene? The, the um, House would have to reconvene yep. to add those? Yes. Would that be part of the same hearing then? Or wait, 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 time out, time out. So, they get for an for. I didn't say that correctly. So for the current two articles, there could be more information offered. If you go to a trial, even though sometimes discovery, discovery, the, 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 the time period where it's understood that the parties can obtain and exchange information. Sometimes things happen that are important after that time period elapses. Right. Sometimes even in trial, new information comes to light. Do you think that information is kept out? Well, you said additional articles of impeachment could be added. So it, in order okay, to do that... Okay, so, so, so I didn't... So, so new information could be added to the current articles we have. Okay. If they want to add new articles, which is what I believe they may do, particularly if it gets reelected. Okay, gotcha. They would have to restart the process. Because that would almost be like being charged for murder and then they charge you for... Larson or uh, uh, Grant Theft yeah. or something. Yeah, you have to go back and get that as an additional charge from another case, basically. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And make no mistake about it. If he's reelected, there will be additional articles. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, so the the issue is, you know, should should he come in and testify? Pardon? Should, he, should, should the Senate have him testify either in in an open session or at a deposition behind closed doors? We're talking about Parnas now. 
Yeah, Parnas. Mm-hmm. Should we want to test and probe this information he says he has, these text messages, these emails? Shouldn't we want to look at this in a trial setting? Don't trials have evidence? No? Uh, man, you know, here, here's, here's what I think. I think it's very convenient that we get this guy now. Wait, wait, you know what happened? He, he got arrested. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but... Trying to leave the country. Yeah, yeah, but but what I'm and saying... And then is, after he trying to leave the country, I'm pretty sure he tried to back-channel Rudy to say, hey, man, are we going to fix this? Do I need to be pardoned here? Is this going to happen? Yeah, but... It, and then it's, Trump it's, hit him with the, you know... It's so convenient. I don't know who that is. It's so convenient, Kunta, for this to be such a bombshell, to be conveniently laid at our feet just before, just a week before... The hearing begins. Ah, oh, man, come on, you're, man. You're not familiar with the timeline, B. The only reason you're saying that is because you're not aware of the timeline. So this didn't just come out last week? Him talking? Yes. Him being arrested and, and, and indicted and figuring out he may be fucked? Yeah, that took some time. Right. Him well, figuring out that Rudy can't get him out of it, even though Rudy used to be the head. But, so the charges against Parnas and Igor from the Southern District of New York. And I guess he figured Rudy Giuliani used to head the Southern District of New York could somehow get them out of it. Rudy Giuliani is also currently under investigation right. for the same shit by the Southern District of New York. So he can't. So I that. presume that they've been back channeling to figure out if they're going to need Trump to pardon them or what's going to happen. And I presume that he didn't get the right answer to that, and that's why he's speaking. But I'm just saying that if all of this was already known, so so your argument is that. Me not knowing the timeline means that this was something that happened a while ago and that they're just now coming to light because of the idea that he's not able to get off through Giuliana. Giuliani. What I'm saying is is that I'm saying he's not gonna be able to get off, period, and he yeah, realizes right. he's fucked. Right. But 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 what I'm saying is he that all that if all that were were true prior to a week ago, it just seems so convenient that it only came out a week ago. And I, and I See, this is a high level crime. I know, but but it just seems so convenient. One, People are trying to hide the shit because they're going to get away with it. I mean, you got at least 47% of the country says there's nothing going on here. It's fine. Okay. I, that I, motherfucker said it's a perfect call. It's a perfect call. I'm always weary of the guy that they, they produce. That's all I'm He's saying. He's not been produced. He produced himself. Okay. And the truth of the matter is he needs to be deposed. Okay. Either open in here, you know, behind closed doors release the transcript. His people need to talk to him under oath and probe what he's saying and look at the, the actual evidence he has and make a determination. Agreed. Same thing with John Bolton. Did he call this a drug deal? What did he mean when he said it? Yeah, that's wild. Was it, did, did, did the, his number two person make it up? That's not what he said? Did he not instruct her to immediately go talk to the White House lawyers? Put a pin in that. So, another thing we learned is that Maria Yovanovitch, the ambassador of the Ukraine, the well-decorated, well-respected a State Department official, who was recalled for no particular reason, none was given. You may recall that back when she testified, she had said something that she received a message that she was in danger or something to that effect. Right. And she asked further that meant she couldn't get any clarification, but she just decided that means she should leave. Right. Turns out that she was under surveillance. Allegedly. 
Uh, no, they're actually uh, phone records now and documents. Okay. Uh, that show uh, not only uh, an effort to to have her removed. By the way, uh, Lev Parna said that Donald Trump tried to fire like five times and that nobody would do it until they eventually did it because they realized it was a terrible idea. And the ones and, and, and those are the ones that could do it. They also tried to have other people fire her who couldn't fire her. Like, say, the guy who brings him coffee. <laughs> Ivanovich, fire her. Make sure she's fired. Well, okay. I'll get right on that, sir. Right. Yeah. So, turns out that these communications involve this dude who's, uh, of, I want to say, a, from a, a Belgium descent. I'm not sure. And it also involves a New Hampshire Republican who was hoping to run for Congress. I can't remember his name. Uh, you will become familiar with it. And you want to know who else is implicated in this? Devin Nunes. Devin Nunes <laughs> was a ranking Republican congressperson during the investigation. Devin Nunes yelled at television about how this is all a witch hunt and how the Ivanovich's testimony and everyone else's testimony was just nothing to see here, all made up, a hoax. Devin Nunes presided over an investigation into activity that he knew he was part of and shared with nobody. First, Devin Nunes said he'd never had any conversations with either the guy from Belgium or with either or the 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 New Hampshire congressperson hopeful about any surveillance on Maria Yovanovitch. Well, he changed that answer. He said they may have talked one or two times, but he didn't get into what they talked about. How deep does this thing go? All of this shit to get Trump reelected? Is that what this is about? Can't be. Fuck, man. You got fucking United States Congress people wanting to be and current surveilling to remove an ambassador for no reason as part of this Ukraine deal? It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. And the other thing we learned this week before uh, the trial starts. So, B, I'm sure you're familiar with, there are all sorts of watchdog organizations within, within the government to make sure that things are fair or equal or someone's watching something. One of them is the Government Accountability Office. It's the Congress nonpartisan investigative arm. What they do is so they are a nonpartisan group. They said uh, a few days ago that the Trump's administration's effort to freeze the aid to the Ukraine literally broke the law. So you've got a government entity that's non-partisan. They don't get to decide if that's breaking the law or not. That's not their job. But that's what that's that's the report they make. That's what the, that's what they're required to do. That's why they exist to make the report. Where's the badge in that though? They can't just say that. They have to. They they have to be sanctioned by someone to to. Uh, they have to, They're not the authority on whether or not it's a crime or not. Yes or no. If they're the authority, right. they're not an authority. Well, I guess what you're asking is what teeth does this have? Exactly. That's probably the better question. That, that's a better question. Yes. 
Well, for rational, insane people, it would. For the Bush administration, it would. For the Clinton administration, it would. For the Obama administration, it would. For the Trump administration, they can go fuck themselves. So any other time, this would probably, you know, have the target of, of, of this say, hey, oh, that's probably not good. But that's not the times we live in. We live in a time period where this guy is literally fuck everything. You know, at one point Trump said, you know, the Constitution's unfair to him. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> okay. I love it. You do? I love it. You do. Okay. I so um so let's get back to this. So Lev Parnas, sketchy cat. We need to figure out figure out if he's full of if he's completely full of shit or only partially full of shit. And if that partial shit piece that's not shit is important. Should be called one way or another as a witness. I think you agreed with that. Yeah. John Bolton, the NSA National Security Advisor, called this thing a drug deal. Um, well, hold on, he wait, should wait, probably be called as a witness. One second. So, can you can can someone be deposed and then not called as a witness? Absolutely. Well, that's what I think he should be. I don't think he should be a witness, but he definitely should be deposed. But to do that, you'd have to issue. Well, you see what I'm saying? Because I think that I think it's too I, convenient. Let me. Let me I, I I didn't do it right. So you can have witnesses and people provide evidence. Doesn't necessarily mean there will be. Witnesses you present at trial. There we go. That's exactly so, what I mean. So yes, the Senate should subpoena him to figure out what's he saying. If there's exactly. any, and then if it's if he's somebody that's believable or credible, either have him be a witness or bring his documents in. She can also bring someone's documents in. Agreed. Now I agree. Yes. And with John Bolton. Clearly, he should be a witness. He's, he's in the inner circle. Right. Do you know, Beyonce, as you and I sit here tonight, there is an open debate on whether or not the Mitch McConnell-led Republican Senate, McConnell is the Pelosi of the Senate, whether or not he has enough votes to prevent witnesses from being called. B, how do you have a trial with no witnesses? <laughs> Sounds like a kangaroo court. And the Republicans are saying, in the, well, we're not going to do the House's work. They sent these over here. We're not going to do their work. But B, every witness they tried to call that was in the executive branch, and that's a lot of people. Trump said no. Fuck your subpoenas. Do you know that when all the ambassadors testified, they were not allowed to have their own documents that the State Department held on in them and wouldn't release them? So if they didn't have a personal note of what they were going to say, what they were going to say, they couldn't have access to their documents. Hmm. That's unprecedented. From the, from the time the articles, the investigation, the articles of impeachment were being investigated to, till now, the Trump administration has not produced a single piece of paper or a single witness in response to any subpoenas received. Well, I mean, his tax records haven't been produced yet either. That's, that's, that's normal par for the course. Well, first B, 
tax records don't necessarily have to be produced. That's just what people have always done until this president. <laughs> I'm just saying he hasn't produced any paperwork. So it's par for I'm the course. Just, but yeah, B, but we're talking about impeachment. Right. We never got case law on this shit. U.S. v. Nixon. But see, okay, so see, that's where this is. And I think this is where many Americans are, are um, confused. There's so much gray area. And what I keep hearing a lot of these official people say is that this is unprecedented. You've said it three or four times a night. This is unprecedented. We, we have so few impeachments to go off of that we don't really know a lot of the answers to some of these questions that the American people have. We're kind of just going through it as, as we go through it as well. We're learning as we go. So I think that that's what the problem with a lot of American people is that they're confused because the leadership is kind of like, eh, we don't really know yet. We're, we're figuring it out. We'll let y'all know when we know. We're well, not going to like this. So McConnell keeps saying that he's trying to follow the Clinton impeachment model. <laughs> Clinton impeachment model is the last one that, that happened. Right. That happened like, was 98, 99, somewhere around there. 97? I don't know. Somewhere around there. The thing of it is, is that the, the Clinton impeachment, they didn't vote on witnesses until after the trial began. There was no deal worked out or no, there was nothing said beforehand of these are the witnesses we're going to have. Probably because all of the relevant witnesses had already testified in response to subpoenas they were issued right. in Congress. So not quite the same. Right. Secondly... They don't really have to follow the Clinton impeachment rules. You know why, B? Why? Because it's not really, not really in the Constitution. Literally, here are the rules, B. Once the articles of impeachment are handed over from, from the House of Representatives to the Senate, each senator will be sworn in as a juror. The chief court justice, the chief justice supreme court, will preside. The majority leader, you know, will have the power to call votes. That's about it, man. Man, that That's is great. It. That is great as you can get. So, how you go about it? What you do in between? All the only thing we know is that the vice president can't be a tiebreaker because the vice president is probably the executive branch and the executive branch is being impeached so he can't vote. That's about. So I told you that the chief justice is presiding. Yeah, nobody knows what the fuck that means either. Right. What can he do? What can he not do? Nobody knows. You want to know what the last chief justice said about his role in the Clinton impeachment? Hmm. He said, I did nothing and I did it well. Hmm. Okay. So literally every issue that came up to the previous chief justice, I want to say Brennan. Jeez, I hope we don't have any uh, legal people listening to this. Hope it's Brennan. Uh, could be well, Brennan Warren, whatever. Last chief justice, anytime an issue came up, do you know what he did? No. He said, you guys decided. I'm going to kick it back to you guys. Take a vote on it. Let me know how it goes. Oh, this happened? Yeah, you guys should vote on that. Oh, what? Oh, that sounds bad. But you guys should vote on that. Oh, you want me to do what? Nah, I think you guys should vote on that. The current chief justice was that justice's hand-picked successor. The odds of him doing more 
are very low. Very low. This is the same Chief Justice who has gone on record multiple times of saying that the American people did not want him and the other justices controlling their lives, meaning he doesn't want to be responsible for determining the rights you know, of the American people, that he, he wants the court to not be in a role, in a political role, in a governing role. That's not their role is to govern. That's oftentimes while he's broken on things and not disturbed the current you know, states of the law, he doesn't want to make a splash. So the odds of him, you know, taking a vocal lead on any of this shit about evidence or whatever it is, very low. Hmm. So we don't really have rules. That's, that's, but that's why everybody's confused. That's why everybody's running around here confused. Yeah. I mean, B, this is literally the nuclear option. You don't really do this. Right. This is nuclear. It's bad, real bad. Even when we've made it this far, we didn't remove the guy because it's bad. Right. So, you want to hear about Trump's legal team, his dream team? Well, I do want to say one thing before we move on. I think that this president really enjoys the gray area. He exists pretty well in that area, and that's why this is scary for Democrats. That's why this is scary for this impeachment. Is because I think he thrives in the gray area. And we just you just admitted, as did Mitch McConnell or whoever else is has been speaking about this, that we're kind of just winging it. We're not winging it. There's just lots of things left to interpretation, primarily majority of the Senate votes gets gets things done. Yeah. Fifty one can get most of the procedural things done. Though reporting is they won't get 51 and not have witnesses. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a win for the American people. Seems like at least four or five senators want to hear for witnesses. Most of those senators, exception to Mitt, Mitt Romney, are in battleground states and know they may lose their seats if they have a sham trial. Uh, so Trump's legal team. So all that stuff you said about gray area, let's talk about his legal team. So we'll call it the first chair is going to be Kenneth Kenneth Starr. B, you remember Kenneth Starr? Yeah, the Starr Report. He was the special investigator of the Bill Clinton uh, impeachment and the trial. He started out trying to get Bill Clinton on shady real estate deals in Whitewater. However, the best he could get was get he caught him in line about a blowjob. That's his guy. Ken Starr also was like a the Baylor University of Baylor's chancellor. Why is that relevant to people who don't live in Texas? Yeah, Baylor had like, I don't know, a spate, a run of sex crimes committed on campus by its athletic department and nothing was done under Ken Starr's watch. So there's that. Uh, so he's going to be probably the first chair. Second chair is going to be someone by the name of Alan Dershowitz. You remember Dershowitz? I do. Yeah, he, uh, Dershowitz was part of the famed OJ legal team. Yeah. Dershowitz was also on the Bill Clinton defense team. Um, 
Dershowitz understands that this is not liked by people, what he's doing. So he's claiming he's going to make a purely constitutional argument against the impeachment of an American president. That's what Darden should have done. Christopher Darden should have said it too. <laughs> so, you know, it's not going well because Dershowitz has not has been more liberal in the last few years than not. And so he's been called to his face. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Whose side are you on? What are you doing? But Dershowitz, that's a whole other podcast. We don't get into it. Dershowitz has a view of the Constitution and what it means to and what what is that? What is what constitutes treason, high crime, or misdemeanor that puts him in a very small minority of constitutional scholars? Basically, he's saying that you know it, it would require something that would cause an immediate threat, I suppose. Which I can't even say that because that's basically what the evidence we have so far shows. So I, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. Seems hard. I don't know what he's going to do. He's kind of like Bill Barr. A president should never be impeached. I don't know. We'll see. And so, so Starr and Dershowitz, then Jay Sekulow, the, pers- the president's personal attorney, then another, Ciccoloni, Saponi, I don't know, but he's been on the White House team. So you know whose name I didn't call? Rudolph Giuliani. I know, because he can't be he can't be part of that team, right? Uh, one, he's under indictment by the Southern District right. of New York. Right. Under investigation, not indictment. Two, he's a person of interest in these articles of impeachment. Right. Three, he says all kinds of crazy shit at a regular rate. He thought he was untouchable. He literally lies and tells the truth in the same sentence about the same thing. He thought he was untouchable, I think, until very recently. I don't know. We'll see. So what's the takeaway from Starr and Dershowitz? Well, if we get in the Wayback Machine, these would be big personalities. Right. I was thinking that. Right now, I don't know. Kenneth Starr is very old. Uh, Dershowitz actually does appear to be torn about why he's doing what he's doing. I've heard him give a few interviews since this was announced. I think he realizes he probably didn't want to be involved. So I presume he'll do something similar to what that uh, one professor did that the Republicans liked. That was a, he claimed he was a Democrat, but he gave a he gave an argument against impeachment or against the articles of impeachment against the president. Mm-hmm. All of this is based on an idea they have that it'd be very very bad to remove a president. That's pretty much that's the core of it. It'd be very very bad to remove a president right. unless something very 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 bad happened. Okay, well something very 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 bad happened. Well, is it though? Are you sure? So I don't know where you go with that. So that's that's Trump's legal team. Looks like he's tried to get something made for television with people who are kind of past their prime. But you know, both Dershowitz and Starr, once upon a time, well, I guess Dershowitz still is. He's a talking head. But once upon a time, Kenneth Starr was also very good at you know conveying information publicly. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Did we talk about the uh, the House case managers? No. So the House has a delegate of, has a delegation of people that will be managing the case from their side, in addition to their lawyers. It's going to be uh, Adam Schiff. Um, it's going to be Shifty Schiff. Yeah, it's stupid. Adam Schiff and ah Jerry Nadler. And then some other reps. Not Eric Swalwell. I'm a little disappointed. I thought he was pretty good. And Hakeem Jeffries. 
Hakeem Jeffries is black because his name is Hakeem. <laughs> right. I was about to say, really? Yeah. I th- the thing about Hakeem Jeffries is that he, I, the way that he talks makes me think he thinks he sounds a different way than what he actually sounds. <laughs> I have to hear him talk. It, the way that he sounds makes me think that he thinks he sounds like Obama. <laughs> And that his words all should carry weight. He he talks like this. We have to come together on this issue of great importance with his hands too. If not now, when? If not us, who? I'm like, I wonder how this sounds in his head. Right. Yeah. So he'll be there. Um... And then I guess we'll see, we'll have a couple of the attorneys that we saw in the House of Representatives uh, who who uh, asked questions on behalf of the uh, the Democrats. So you know what we do know is this: B there'll be an opening statement from both sides. That's the thing we know for sure. Yeah. After that, there is a thought. There may be a vote. On some, you know, the, the the Chuck Schumer, the minority leader, will will try to put some things up for a vote. One of them being witnesses, and we know that there will be a vote called on who those witnesses are. I don't know. We can guess it's going to be Bolton. We can guess it might be Mulvaney. We can guess it might be Rick Perry, Pompeo, Barr. That's the Democratic side. Maybe even Pence. The Republicans, if they are so inclined as to have witnesses and reporting is that that at least four of them are, so that's enough to get them. They may want um they may they may want Hunter Biden. B, do you want to hear from Hunter Biden? Not really. Not on this. I mean, what does he have to say about anything? Let's just say Hunter Biden is a terrible human being. And is taking money and telling people they can have access to Joe Biden. Does that really change anything Trump did? Has nothing. Let me rephrase. Does that really change anything Trump is alleged to do Has as nothing, the president? Nothing at all to do with it. So it'd be for theatrics. That might be a trade-off. Yeah. Personally, I don't give a shit if Hunter Biden comes because I don't think it matters. Right. And to be honest, Joe should have told him not to have. Joe should have made him resign a long time ago. To be if we if we're gonna be all the way one hundred. Yeah. It was not. It was. It was a bad idea. The only. And I actually find it hard to believe it wasn't a thing. Yeah. The only. The only way that his him he matters at all is because Trump can say this is the reason why all this happened was because of my worry about Hunter Biden and what he was doing in Ukraine. But other than that, he has nothing whatsoever to do with this. Yeah, but that's that's what you know. That's what Trump wants, and the thing that we've learned. From this GOP, is that it's not your it's not your father's GOP. It's not your Ronald Reagan's. It's not your party of Reagan anymore. It's the party of Trump. And so you know, I I, I just don't. He wants to make it a, a spectacle. It may become a spectacle. Don't know. And so you know, we'll see what happens. Um. And I'm going to leave on, on this note. So there's a book that was recently written called Stable Genius. Uh, it's supposed to be an expose on President Trump from the inside. 
don't know who the insider is. Um, but in it, Trump uh, allegedly was sitting with his generals, and at the time, um, his then Secretary of State, oh, what's his name? Rex Tillerson. And um, Trump allegedly was talking to his generals about the Afghanistan. Have you heard the story, B? No, I've not. And I guess Trump was doesn't like Afghanistan, meaning he doesn't like the conflict there at all. And so he was basically he told these generals, when I say these generals, I mean the heads of all the branches of the military. The heads, the heads. The head heads, the head heads. The entire fruit salad, the head heads. Be your boss's boss's boss boss right. boss. That's not, not in the executive branch. Everybody in the, ain't in the executive branch. Top of that damn tree. The, the, the last dude that says yes, sir, or no, sir, Mr. President. That dude. Right. Um, he called them losers. Afghanistan or the Joint Chiefs? Them. And, and what happened in Afghanistan, he called them losers. He called them a bunch of dopes and babies. You know what those generals told him, allegedly, in the book? <laughs> what? Nothing. Well, what, what could they say? The only person that said anything was Rex Tillerson. The only person that told Donald Trump, you can't talk to them that way. You don't know what you're talking about. That's ignorant. Was Rex, Rex Tillerson. Well, he's yeah, I don't know if you know who Rex Tillerson is. He's not a good dude. Bad dude. He's head of an oil company. But even Rex Tillerson, who is a member of the GOP, the party of Reagan, the, the party of Bush, you know, they say they really support the troops and they see this this asshole draft dodger who can't even tell you today which foot the bone spurs were even in that kept him out of Vietnam. Did you know that, B? With, that he got out of Vietnam or that he can't tell you which foot? Both. That he got out and, he, and he's, he doesn't remember which foot it was in. Many people didn't want to go. I'm, I, don't, I don't care. That doesn't bother me at all. To tell your boss's boss, boss, because B, they're probably these are probably the guys that you were under when you were in, absolutely, or at least one of them, at least your branch, at least the the, the naval branch. Yeah, that guy. That's probably the same dude, or at least a dude that was high up when you were there and now has stepped up. Right. A baby, a dope, a loser who doesn't know how to win anymore. Right. I don't know if this was. Shortly before or shortly after, Rex Tillerson allegedly called Donald Trump a fucking idiot. <laughs> but either way, and I will rarely say this about Tillerson on anything, but he was right. Let me know, B. How, how, are you surprised that these decorated generals would say nothing in the if their commander, newly elected commander in chief, said that to them? Yeah, military is very strict on on um. Insubordination. You take it. Hmm. Are you surprised that this has not been leaked until now? I am. You're surprised it hasn't been leaked? 
I'm, I, I'd be surprised if it were true. That he did that. You'd be surprised? I would. I'd be surprised if he did that. That, that seems a little extreme, even mm-hmm. for him. Well, man, you know, I think that um, we as Americans have grown numb to the Trump show, and I don't think there's really too much he can do that would surprise us. And that's sad. So, trial starts two days from now, after the MLK holiday. Um, that will be day one. And we will see, by the, t- by the next time you and I record... We will know whether or not, well, I presume we will know if there are witnesses and who those witnesses will be and how we will hear from them. You know, they could have witnesses behind closed doors. Right. You know, McConnell could not allow cameras in for that. Yeah. So, you know, there's no rules. Right. Right. That's all I got, man. These are exciting times, confusing times. And just times. I mean, yeah. I guess Bernie and and Warren are gonna get in a fist fight or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you saw that shit? I did. Yeah. Did you call me a liar on national TV? Let's talk about it later. Let's talk about it later. Right. Meanwhile, Tom Steyer. I just wanted to say hi, Bernie. <laughs> right. That was that was really. I, I'm not part of that. That's what he's like. I'm not part of that. So, uh, just to be clear, so the last Democratic debate. Um, it came out a few days before that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders were talking. As people may or may not know, they're mostly collegial. They haven't really shot on each other during this process, mostly because they're kind of the same person policy-wise for the most part. Uh, and somehow it became leaked that allegedly Bernard told Warren that he didn't believe a woman could win. And let's just say women don't want to hear that. I don't believe that so for a became a, a thing. Hmm? I don't believe that for a second that he said that. Why not? Man of a certain age? I don't believe that. definitely plausible. Get out of here. I don't believe that for a second. That's ridiculous. Go ahead. It's also not true. I mean, Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote. Oh, but her emails in the Electoral College. (laughs) And the fact that nobody fucking likes her. Like I said, the popular vote by like 60, it was like 65, 66 million, like 63 million. So that's not true, B. Anyway, um, so. so hmm? I said, if you say so. Well, you know, Google, get your Googles. But the Electoral College is not what she won. But anyway, so um, so that they came up on the stage and Bernie, and Uncle Bernie said, I didn't say that. So that's, a, that's, that's not what I said. Absolutely a woman can win. Okay, then Warren got a chance to speak on it. Well, no, she did something very smart. No, the question, the the person asking the question basically disregarded what Bernie Sanders said and asked the question again as if Bernie were lying on TV. Well, well, he clarified his position. So, so when Elizabeth Warren got a chance to speak on it, she did something very smart. She pointed out that on that stage, there were only two individuals on that all-white, whitest-of-white stage, Democratic primary so white, hashtag, Dem primary so white. Because it is, and that's a fucking problem, um, that only two people on that stage of five had never lost, or I think had beaten a, a, had beaten a Republican incumbent. Right, had beaten a Republican, yes. Well, an incumbent. Yes, 
I mean, it's a sitting Republican in a position. And that was her and Klobuchar, the only two women on the stage. Right. Which is factual. Uh, Joe's, one, Joe's lost a lot of shit. Bernard um, has never defeated a, an incumbent Republican. No, he did, but it was just in the 90s. So he, 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 did, he, he, he pushed back on that. And she said, well, the past 30 years. Okay, sure. Yeah, the past 30 years, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, past 30 years. And, uh, and so, you know, I was like, hey, cool, win for, the, win for the ladies. Yeah, girl power. Yeah, they're doing it 30 years. Yay, getting it in. After the, the debate ended, Warren and Sanders got caught on a hot mic. And I think the first thing, and B, you correct me because I don't fully, you know what, you know, it's shit so bad, B. I don't watch those shits. I didn't watch it either. I saw clips. I, I don't, why, why would I watch it? Why yeah. would I watch them talk about anything? Yeah, I saw clips. You literally got, got five white people who are trying to represent the most diverse party. How, how, does, how did that happen? We had a black president for fucking eight years. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah. We had we had two black candidates, three if we count Duvall. Duvall, give me some of that money. You're not using it right. We had uh, the first. We had a, not the first. We had a Latino American candidate, and we have you know Andrew Yang out there, who's still a thing apparently. I saw an Andrew Yang bumper sticker yesterday. It was weird. <laughs> okay. But none of them could make it. But we got Klobuchar. Warren, Biden, Bernard, and Steyer, and Buttigieg. That's it. Yeah. White, 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 white. Right. So in any event, so they caught, caught Warren and, and Bernard on a hot mic. Be correct me if, if I get it wrong. And it's, my recollection is that Warren said, did you just call me a liar on national TV? Yes, that happened first. And I think Bernie's dismissed it or said something, but he ended in, let's talk about it elsewhere. Or, yeah, like, do you want to talk, talk about, about this now? Later. Let's talk about this later. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tom Steyer, who's fucking awkward as fuck. <laughs> Have you seen any of his commercials, B? I haven't. He, he doesn't know how to wear a, a dress shirt that's not a tie with a sweater. Like, the, color, the colors were weird. It was all it was all bunched up weird, like it'd been starched to shut. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, if you don't know how to if you can't master a shirt, right. Can, can you really that's called Asperger's, man. You're on the spectrum. I, I feel like Tom Steyer is on the spectrum. Whatever. Meanwhile, Steyer, creepy ass Steyer's there, not realizing what's going on, then realizing what's going on. Then trying to figure out how to get out of it. And all he says, just wanted to say hi, to, hi Bernie. <laughs> he was caught in a drive-by. And in that moment, we all were Tom Steyer a little bit. Right. But a lot less, but a lot less wealthy. Steyer's not rich. He's wealthy. So that's what it is, man. There's now there's going to be infighting. Since that happened, neither Warren or the Sanders camp have said shit. Yeah. Uh, luckily for us, though, those fuckers won't be able to say anything because they're going to be in trial for at least the next two to three weeks. Um, probably also on weekends. So she, expect I, for Buddha Judge to have a jump. 
expect for uh, for uh, Biden to have a jump purely because he won't have to be dealing on the reg right. with Bernie and uh, Klobuchar and uh, Warren actually saying anything. Keeping it uh, real though, real Warren, Warren definitely set that up. Think about think about this, right? So she's she first of all her camp leaks the the the, the statement that Bernie says that women, a woman can't win. Then she tries it on the demo, on the um, on the debate stage and doesn't get the results she wants. So she then goes and uh, and approaches him to say, "Did you call me a liar?" That's all staged. All of that. Well, all Sanders is releasing doc- doctored videos of of uh, crazy Joe Biden. So I mean, yeah, they're all, all playing dirty. They all want to be president at this point. They all want to be president. It's all fair. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> pretend with me. Be honest. Let's pretend. That you are a Democrat. Just pretend with me. Let's let's play pretend. All right. You're not one. We're just gonna play pretend. Right. And you got one vote to cast, and you know it's gonna be for the Democratic uh it's gonna be in the Democratic primary. Who's gonna represent the Democratic Party? Who are you gonna put your vote? Who's who are you gonna cast your vote for, be honest? Ooh, if I had to vote, honestly, I probably would vote for Elizabeth Warren. I had to vote. Would you feel good about that? No. Why not? I I don't think any of them are electable. I don't. But I think that well, I, Uncle Joe's electable. You just you just would rather not. Well, is he though? He's kind of creepy. Yeah, he is, he's, but he's creepy but, too. You know, no. It's like Joe, I wish I could vote for you, but I don't. He's I don't creepy really as hell, man. I, yeah, he's creepy. I'm sorry. It's just Say, I don't really want you to be president, Joe. I mean, if it's you or Trump, I guess. Yeah, probably you. Yeah, no, I didn't mean I guess. Yeah, you, man. I think that that Bernie Sanders is probably the the the, the guy who people are excited to say they'd vote for him, but he's very Bernie, old. Bernie, you're like a legit communist, man. You right. can't give my shit to everybody. Right, and he's very socialist. So like that's why like he Bernie. Yeah. You you can't put all this student loan debt that sounds good, man. Who's paying for this shit? Right, right, right. Bernie, universal health care. I'm with it, man, but you just told me you're going to raise my taxes. Yeah. And Biden yeah, is creepy. Got insurance. Elizabeth Warren is just the the is the the lesser of all that. She's, you know, she's more straight than Me. the rest of them. But B, she told people that she was Native American on some important that. shit. And I she don't went care Native about American. that. I don't care about any of that. Because her grandmama told a story. That's like smooth telling, talking about that damn first uh, store, black owned store in Mississippi. That's that black people sensitive shit. I don't care about none of that's, that. I mean, if, he, if if that's like, so that's like smooth on a job interview, talking about his, talking about his credential and say, oh, I have a family, the first black family owned store. I was... <laughs> That's what Elizabeth Warren did. She wrote, she put that shit on like a was I think was it a, a law school admission or something? Right to get affirmative like she action. She tried to get aid and shit right. over this. I get it. I get it. But I don't care about that shit, dude. I don't care about that, man, Coach. I just don't care about that kind of shit. If you lie about the small things, everybody B. lies. Everybody lies. You and I both lied. Trump lies. Bill Clinton lied. He got impeached for lying. Everybody lies. All right, so Steyer already said he can't be president because he's weird. He's probably on the spectrum yes. and can't button a shirt. Um, Buddha Judge is weird. Was he on the debate? Yeah. Okay. Buddha Judge is weird because I need him to at least make up a black friend at this point. Right. Oh, you know, Craig, my, my friend Craig. Yeah, he been with me from the beginning. Yeah. Y'all don't know Craig? Craig. Greg, 
Greg. Sorry, a little, a little Chris, T- Chris Tucker there. My bad. Um, I like Klobuchar. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who that is. She's like Biden. If Biden, like you know, not rubbing on little girls' heads, was not problematic and had taken his ginkgo bilobas every day and was with it mm. and didn't have a speech impediment and his his notes actually said things that mattered to whatever he was doing. I have no And idea he wasn't a meme, a walking meme. <laughs> right. She's a better Biden. But, you know, she's she just doesn't Personality doesn't command anything, right? I don't hear. I don't. I don't know the authority of her because I don't know who she is. So, well, she's a senator from one of the heartland states, up one of the you know middle American flyover states. I think. You think Bloomberg has a chance to do what? I don't know. He, he keeps. He keeps. He keeps. Uh, he keeps giving commercials. I, I keep seeing commercials come out. So he. Yeah, he has commercials. He apparently thinks I mean, he's he can, still in the in the race. Race for what? Democrat. Democrat what? <laughs> Candidate. For what? <laughs> President. Of what? <laughs> United States. United States of what? These United States? Of America, yes. <laughs> These here United States. <laughs> he, he apparently thinks he has a shot, so. Like, no, nah, nigga, stop and frisk. <laughs> right. Nobody with a 10 is voting for you. Yeah. This is this is. I trouble. know you said you sorry. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. So, so what we just talked about here in a very com- uh, uh, comic, uh, comical, lighthearted way actually belies a huge, serious, gaping problem. This motherfucker has a good shot of being reelected if he's not removed. Yeah. And he Real has, good. and he has a good shot of not being removed. He's probably not going to be removed. There's, there's a, you know, as bad as he is and the things he's done and, and B, you know, I don't give a shit about Trump. You know, if I see him in person, I'm probably going to catch some kind of a charge. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm probably. <laughs> don't do it. It's going to be something. It's not, it's, it's not going to be. I won't be going home. In a, I won't be going home that night. But um, to remove an American president is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a real bad idea. Wow, we're on record. Stuff of civil wars, man. Yeah, we're on record though. I like that. I like that contra. It's a bad idea. But the bad idea never met somebody like Trump. And that's why we're where we are. I believe that Donald Trump is a president that the framers could have never had imagined. Never in a trillion, for trillion, per trillion years would they have ever imagined this retard would have gotten to the presidency. And I would, you know, I'm going to close it by saying everyone out there, you got to pay attention to what's going on. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to be honest. Don't just listen to CNN or Fox or MSNBC or Politico or Al Jazeera or BBC. You got to gather as much information as you can because we are all in danger. I, B wants to still believe 
that Trump is is sneaky, is smart, is uh, crazy like a fox. Well, Wolf, that fucker's just crazy because he's got the codes. I'm hoping that what I just said at the end of the day is what motivates people to vote for whoever the fuck they're going to vote for that's not named Trump. And that's my hope. You know, I really don't care who who is the dim nominee because they're all meh. But I would literally vote for anybody or any rational person that's not Donald John Trump. And I'm going to enjoy his ass twisting in the wind these next two to three to four weeks. Because that's the best I can get right now. That's it, man. Black on both sides. Nothing is black and white. Certainly not the Democratic primary. 